It's great to have you joining us on Radio Free Georgia's In Tune to Nature program. I'm host Carrie Freeman coming to you in June of 2023 from Atlanta in the Muscogee Creek Territory in the Piedmont region in the foothills of the Appalachia Mountain Range. Today, we're going to be talking about Ecoflix, the first not-for-profit streaming channel of entertainment and educational shows and podcasts dedicated to saving animals and the planet. The founder and CEO of Ecoflix, David Castleman, will tell us about this new streaming service and conservation charity. First, let me tell you about him and Ecoflix. Ecoflix is owned by the Ecoflix Foundation. Their primary goal with their streaming programming is to educate, inspire, and support meaningful actions which will deliver a tangible, measurable difference to help save animals and restore the planet. At the same time, they aim to become the most trusted, go-to, not-for-profit media source for information, science, and inspiration on climate change. Wilt's performing a crucially active role in saving animals and stabilizing the planet. They want to champion current eco-campaigns with 100% of subscriber men- membership fees, donations and nonprofit and profits going to support wildlife conservation efforts of the NGOs they work with. Their website is www.ecoflix.com. That's spelled E-C-O-F-L-I-X. Our guest, David Castleman, is a philanthropist and a retired trial lawyer who has dedicated much of his life to animal welfare, including a wide variety of pro bono legal work for animal causes. He's a co-founder of the Cambodia Wildlife Sanctuary, a member of the Board of the Wolf Sanctuary in Los Angeles, a member of the advisory board of the Whale Sanctuary Project, and the CEO and founder of the Ecoflix Foundation. Welcome, David. Thank you, Carrie. Lovely to be here. Well, David, as someone who was a lawyer and a supporter of wildlife sanctuaries, what gave you the idea to start a not-for-profit animal protection media channel? Like, how did that happen? It's interesting because it was not on my radar. Uh, I had been involved in making a film years earlier called Love and Bananas. And it was about the sanctuary work of my partner in Thailand, Lek Chyler, who's a just the all around world, most amazing person. And that film was designed and built to educate people to the cruelty associated with elephant trekking, people riding them. And it was not in any way graphic or gory. There was just a very short segment that showed a little bit of how the elephants are trained, but the bulk of the movie was inspiring, educational and on the strength of that film, Leck has eliminated 90% of the trekking in el- on, with riding elephants in Thailand. That's amazing. It, it was. And so when I retired, maybe a decade later, give or take, I really was lost for a couple of weeks because I had been doing legal work. And that was my primary methodology for trying to help animals. And there's so many ways that lawyers can be helpful. And I had enjoyed all of that work. And when I retired, I couldn't say I'm not going to be a lawyer and then partly be a lawyer or go into court. I I really was done with being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And so I had to find a a new way to help animals. And I remembered Love and Bananas and the power of film. And that was kind of the inspiration to get started. Yeah, as a media professor myself, I agree. (laughs) Like I'm all about like the importance of the kind of the cultural route to social change, right? Like about 
how we get inspired through media and the stories we tell. So I'm totally on board yeah, <laughs> with, sneaks up with on this you. idea. It yeah. sneaks up on you. You watch a film and literally the emotions yes. carry you forward instead of learning by brain uh, step by step by step and the syllogism prompts action. I think the emotions are really what cause people to learn more and then ultimately decide to get involved because it is so compelling and it is so needed. Yeah. And okay, how is Ecoflix different from a cable channel like Animal Planet? Well, primarily we're not for profit. So right. we don't have commercials. Um, we don't do anything with money that comes in because we don't keep any of the money that comes in. We have a subscription base but all that money, 100%, goes to the nonprofit partners who are doing amazing animal work all over the world. We have almost 60 Great. nonprofit partners, and we're an aggregator of those funds for them. Yeah. And we're also available at no charge for teachers in schools around the world so they can educate and use the channel to, again, teach young people about the importance and hopefully inspire them, not simply entertain them so that they have a, a strong backbone and desire to help as they grow up. And also a lot of the Animal Planet programming, I, mean, I used to like a lot of the shows they had on there, like Whale Wars, which is, you know, saving whales and stuff. But yeah. there was also a lot of stuff about dog breeding and like cats and dogs. And I know that seems very different from, because your focus seems to be more on free animals or, or wild animals that at Ecoflix. Yes, definitely. That's true. But also, I would say there's an evolution in the animal space that has occurred over the last even 10 years. People used to think that if you spayed and neutered dogs, you were really a, a naturalist. Mm -hmm. And that was more self-protection for cities and populations than it was for the animals. And so I think we've moved from that. And, and maybe shows like Animal Planet and others which in many ways are very good and they, yeah. they inspire a lot of people. Um, maybe they're moving in that direction. I haven't been watching lately. I apologize for that. Yeah, I've me been, neither. <laughs> I haven't either. A little busy in another direction. Yeah. Well, tell us about the programming on Ecoflix. Like, how do you decide what topics fit your mission? What shows? Yeah, that's a, a very broad topic. I'll start, I guess, with the general rule. Um our shows, as you mentioned earlier, have to be beautiful, inspiring, mm -hmm. educational in most respects. No gruesome imagery. Anybody can watch without having ah. a nightmare about it. So your small children can watch it with you and everybody learns. And uh, there's no fear that we're going to show you something that you'll really regret. Uh, we have some shows that have such film sequences and we've either cut them out with the permission of the uh, filmmaker, or if we made it, we just literally never put it in, yeah. or we pixelate through it to keep the integrity of the film. So you don't see the graphic image, which sears your brain. You just get to see the story develop through that scene without really seeing anything upsetting. Yeah. But we're eclectic. We offer you know films of all length. We have 30-second films, five-minute films. 10, 20, an hour. We have no commercials, so we have no time slots to fill. Right. And we're more interested in meeting the objective of the film, inspiring through some medium, 
And it, we range from animation to documentary to sort of fun and sort of uh, frivolous stuff with, you know, just the beauty of a particular situation or, or something cute about the animals or their natural behavior. So all those things uh, are involved, but mostly we start with the premise that we want to do something. And so our mantra is think big, start small, but act now. And so we, we don't want to wait when there's a problem, we want to talk about it and try and help change it right away. So we are half involved in creation of film just to support NGOs and to focus on beautiful and inspiring animal stories. The other half, we're actually doing work as Ecoflix around the world on projects that no one else is doing. The minute somebody comes into the space and, and we feel like they're actually doing something and it's protecting that particular species or problem is being solved, we don't need to be there anymore. So we'll go do something else. And so we have at least four projects right now that are unique, I really think, to us and, and some of the people who are helping us on the ground. So it's really, and we'll film those, I obviously see. to document what we've done and to show what change is underway. So it's all kinds of things and it's reflected by the variety of the shows that are there. And what are some of your most popular shows? Well, uh, we've won awards for several. Um, one um, called The Last Stand was a show that I greenlit in about a 15-minute phone call. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened was we learned that there we're clear-cutting the last of the old-growth Douglas fir forest in, in northern British Columbia. Mm -hmm. And it was being just, it was an outrage. And yeah. the locals were jumping up and down and picketing and blocking it, tying themselves to the street, doing anything they could do to delay it. And I said, I really have to have this story out for the world. So we're sustainable. So we wouldn't fly anybody. We sent people to the site. We capture the film. Usually it's, we transferred back to us. We happen to have a Canadian filmmaker. So that was easy, but usually we, transported by we transfer from around the world we edited in our studios either in london or la and we of course you know need to get narration and soundtrack but the last stand i felt it was important to not just talk about clear cutting because it, it's happening everywhere it's not just british columbia and there are sides to this debate it's not just about the people who are losing the forests or the world that's losing sequestration of carbon it's also about the people who lose their jobs when industries fail and mm. people change them. So we wanted to film, and often this is sort of an important part of our films, we wanna tell the whole story. We don't take sides in every film and say, this is how it has to be. So we wanted to show, and in, in addition to showing what the local people would say about losing jobs, we wanted to show the alternatives that were available to them. So yeah, that's useful. That's very, that makes it, that's very humane too. you well, know, to say like, okay, people, not everyone's going to get the same benefits. So let's show some compassion right? for people who have worked, let's say in the logging industry. Right. And, and it's part of the lawyer in me that having cases, you realize there's always 
two sides to a pancake, no matter how flat it is. And yeah. when people come in with a dispute, you're always going to find out that each side thinks they're right. So in fairness, let people make their choice with some full information. So that, that was a good one. We have a series of shows called Sanctuary, where we've chosen some really top sanctuaries around the world. We're very careful about who we partner with. Right. So one is called Chimp Haven. It's about the um, National Institute of Health chimps that were used for testing, and they're now in a sanctuary. And it's, a, it's kind of a beautiful semi-redemption story. Yeah. Elf, Elephant Nature Park in Thailand is focused. Uh, that's I'm partners with Lek uh, Chyler and working to help her there. And that involves rescue of all kinds of animals, but principally known for old and crippled elephants that yeah. have been abused for their lives. And they finally receive a loving home and they have freedom there and a pot of elephants to be with. Um, wow. Another show is called Return to Freedom. It's about saving wild Mustangs in California and the great work that's being done by that nonprofit. So these are all shows that reflect on what's possible, what we can do with some love and real effort. And they reflect human success stories for animals. And then there's some other ones where like in India, we have partnered with Wildlife SOS and we've done a show, a couple shows with them. One's called Saving the Dancing Bears, showing mm -hmm. how they literally changed the culture of India and stopped people cruelly saving, cruelly using these bears uh, for dancing and, and street begging. Yeah. And, um, another one called Remaking the Wolf Connection here in Los Angeles, involving uh, a wolf sanctuary that you mentioned. I'm, I'm part of that. And we expanded the facility to give the room, room wolves room to run and be in pods and really make them more natural for them. And another one, Free Billy here in Los Angeles, litigation that I was involved in trying to free Billy from years and years in the zoo system in LA and um, talking about those issues. And there are a lot of them. And again, not every story is a success story. And that one was not, even though we won the case all the way up to the Supreme Court, trial appeals and everything, it was reversed by the Supreme Court. And he's still there as compared to Kavan, a bull elephant that a team of people from around the world partnered we got him out of the Pakistan Zoo. He's now in my sanctuary in Cambodia and living the life um, free and 40 acres of beautiful land and with his own pool. And so yeah. there are some successes and lots and lots of failures. And so we like to show a little of both. Oh, and I just recently watched The Path of the Bear. And yes. with, I think his name is Chris Morgan, if yeah. I got his name right, the bear expert. I had yeah. no idea that there were bears in Italy. I yeah. cannot be the only person that didn't even know this. And I love stories of coexistence, like how the townspeople are, because some of the bears come into town sometimes. So th that's really something it's I appreciate is, yeah. is coexistence stories. Well, that's funny because we're making a couple right this minute because I happen to agree with you. They're very important. One of them, two of them actually are on the channel already, and they're involving Wildlife SOS, and it's um, leopard rescues. Ah, yeah. Leopards live all around many of the cities and, and local villages and things, and they get into the damnedest situations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see, yeah. Some of them, they fall into wells. Oh, no, yeah. Big, big open wells, and Wildlife SOS has figured out amazing ways to save them. Other times they find them in factories and in houses and um, wow. it, without them, it would be a very dangerous situation. And they have figured out 
how to rescue them. And then we have another one that we're in the process of um, developing right now, but there's, there's so many, I mean, this one is in Northern New York in the Catskills and we're using camera traps and the local people who didn't even realize the incredible biodiversity living right near their homes. And yeah. so using these camera traps and bringing them on camera to talk about it, it's, it's amazing to show how they can live in harmony with such diverse species. It's, it's wonderful. I love it. If you're just joining us on Radio Free Georgia, this is In Tune to Nature. I'm host Carrie Freeman talking with David Castleman, the founder and CEO of EcoFlix, the first not-for-profit non-commercial streaming channel of programming dedicated to saving animals and the planet. The website is ecoflix.com, spelled E-C-O-F-L-I-X. Um, oh, just briefly, David, can you tell us also that there's kids programming and there's content for teachers that's that's no charge for teachers to use in the classroom. Could you just spend a minute telling us about that? Absolutely. I, this is probably one of the more important parts of our mission. Um, we need to inspire children because they are the future. Um, my generation has pretty well failed the animals of the world. And I'm not very proud of it. And I'm hoping before we leave, we can do something to inspire uh, the kids. And so we have a lot of different shows. One of them I particularly love, it's called On Safari with Nala. Nala is a, a young girl in Botswana. And each show is like three, four minutes long. And it's on a particular animal species. And it's so diverse in yeah. Okavanga Delta that we have over 30 shows with her. And they're just beautiful. Uh, another one is closer to what you're used to. It's called All About Animals. It was uh, not our show, but it was filmed in Australia. And it's children's programming to talk about animals in Australia. And uh, recently, we just partnered with King Charles. He was um, not the king at the time we started. We animated a children's book that um, we thought was terrific called It's Up to Us. And it's all about the children. And we launched it um, recently from his house, his castle in Scotland, Dumfries House, and it's on the channel. And it's we took the actual book and rather than turning it into cartoons, we animated the pages of the book, which are painted by artists from all over the world. And so we saved the artwork and animated it in with a narration from Leona Lewis, who's an amazing um, singer from um, UK, um, it's really quite an inspirational book for kids. And so that's the kind of thing we love to do. That's awesome. And then um, we just have a few more minutes, but David, tell us about some of the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations like animal advocacy nonprofits that you work with at EcoFlix. Yes, it's, <clears throat> it's our pleasure, really. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's our pleasure to work with them. Uh, Born Free being one of our first they're yeah. a tremendous, amazing sanctuary slash nonprofit. They've done so much good work. Uh, Elephant Nature Park in Thailand is another one I mentioned. IFAW is a very important one, International Fund for Animal Welfare. They're doing incredible work around the world, just as one example. They have committed to pay $50 million to protect Zimbabwe land around the national park, Wangi wow. uh, National Park by by leasing the land for 25 years, $2 million a year, just an incredible commitment. 
Uh, Mercy for Animals in the United States, a huge and wonderful NGO protecting farm animals. Uh, they're now a partner of ours. And we, we, we have many different ones from small local NGOs trying to save a local stream or to try and clean up ocean plastics. Uh, as I say, we have almost 60 NGOs and growing. There's no limit. And like if the subscribers pick one of these NGOs to support with 100% of their subscription fee, right? Yeah, what happens is when when one of the NGOs becomes a partner, we give them a link and they can send it out to their subscribers. And if they choose to join, 100% of the subscription fee goes directly to their NGO and supports their work. So it's a lot of money that adds up. If you get a thousand people, even with a small amount of money, it really adds up fast. And so it's really a lifeblood for these nonprofits. We have one in Liberia, for example, the Liberian Chimp Sanctuary to rescue, and they're in the middle of the Liberian jungle. It's so difficult for them to maintain the great work they're doing without support. And so we're thrilled to be worldwide and yeah. able to support them. And anybody can join Ecoflix, but they they would have to choose the sanctuary of their choice or the nonprofits. Only if the nonprofit sends out a link, does it automatically go to them? Anybody can choose anyone they want, but all of the money from subscriptions goes to a nonprofit, whether they choose it or not. That's awesome. Well, David, as my last question, I wanted to ask, what are your hopes for the future of Ecoflix in terms of new programming and further wildlife impacts? Yes, we have many hopes. Uh, we are in the middle of programming, as I mentioned. We're starting programming about a whale reserve, a Norwegian whale reserve in um, Hammerfest, Norway, that awesome. we're helping and partnering with to protect beluga whales. Um, we're making part three of remaking the wolf connection in Los Angeles. We're doing work to protect uh, land in Botswana, where the president of Botswana recently lifted the hunting ban. And so we're partnering with uh, teams there and we're literally turning it into private tourism facility mm -hmm. so that it won't be available to open hunting and wow. another project we're working on we're starting filming on we're calling it the whale watch project we're creating custom drones to launch off the back of ships when they cross the open ocean there is no law no one protecting whales from right. these massive ship strikes which are occurring daily and no one knows so these drones will fly in front of the ships, they'll wow. warn the bridge where a whale is and what deflective action to take. And we hope to build a sustainable carbon credit program around them to finance bonuses to to the boats that pay attention to the whale drones by devoiding a ship. They'll get a check for say twenty five or fifty thousand dollars. That is a great idea. We're working on as much as we can. Yeah. Something's not doing it, and it's important. We're trying to find a way. Well, I, yeah, this is great too, just because so many of us love to be entertained and have our streaming services, me included, but then it's nice to also feel like you're supporting something you care about at the same time and then becoming more inspired and educated on how to do better in your own life um, in, in terms of ways that you can coexist with wildlife or, you know, be a better climate steward and that kind of thing. So true. Yeah. So true. People don't always know the simple ways that they can make a difference. And some of them are more compl complicated and that's fair, but there's a lot we can do 
just by learning the simple tricks on how we can protect the environment. Well, that's the end of our show, but I want to thank you, David Castleman, for being with us on Radio Free Georgia's In Tune to Nature program. Thanks for finding and running EcoFlix streaming service with your team so that you can use media to help us viewers better understand, care about, and care for wildlife. It was really my honor. Thanks for having me. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to In Tune to Nature, broadcasting every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time online at wrfg.org and on Atlanta Radio Station 89.3 FM. We post action items, news, and podcasts on the show's website, facebook.com forward slash In Tune to Nature. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of WRFG, its board, staff, or volunteers. I'm one of those volunteers. I'm host Carrie Freeman asking you to please support independent, non-commercial media like Radio Free Georgia uh, and like Ecoflix. And remember, take care of yourself and others, including other species, like all the wild and free animals we're supposed to be sharing the planet with. Thanks for listening. Cheers.